Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com and I'm so excited. But where are my manners? How are you guys? I hope that you're doing amazing as always. All right, back to my excitement. So I recently created something that I was inspired to do. Not so, well, I guess it was kind of on a whim. So I know that in previous episodes, I've mentioned quite a few times my daily morning practice. And one of those things that I do as part of my morning practice is write in a gratitude journal. So I've shared that with you before several times. And I was getting to the end of my current book that I'm in. And I don't know, I just had this thought to create my own because there were a couple reasons for that. The one that I use now is probably an eight by 10 or eight by 11 around that size. So it's pretty big. It's thick. So whenever I travel, I think this is what happened. I was getting ready to travel and I'm collecting my books and I never take it with me because it's just too big and bulky. And each day when I go through it, it has several parts to it. And I use probably more than half. I use most of the the components of each day, but not all. So I had this idea. Why don't I just create my own? I know how to design. I know how to create. This is what I do. Bam, done. Created a journal. So you can find the link to purchase yours in the show notes. Uh, It is on Amazon as well as my website. Both links are in the show notes. So new sponsor, so excited, loving it. And it is something that I truly, truly use every day and really helps me with just being grateful and building that gratitude every day over time. I love it. All right. So um, I just got back from a long trip. I went to Northern California for my comadre, which is my, well, you know, her, our daughters are best friends and they're just like sisters. And we just kind of honorary call each other comadre. We haven't baptized each other's children, but might as well. So her son got married in Mill Valley in the woods. It was so magical. It was beautiful. If we're friends on Facebook, you've seen some pictures. It was just dreamy, just so beautiful. So did that. And whenever I go down to any part of Northern California, I try to take full advantage and just see as many family and friends as possible. I was there for a few days and I squeezed in a couple of my siblings a bunch of nieces and nephews and excited to see all of them because I just miss all of them so much. But it makes me sad being away from the babies that I've only got to see once before and who are now six months and I think a a little over a year. So I was really happy to end my trip seeing the babes. And it was a great, great time. Um, Let's see. Um, I do love to share good restaurants that I come across. So one of the most delicious restaurants ever that we ate at on the trip was a place called Sol, S-O-L, Puerto Rican Cuisine in San Rafael to die for. You got to visit. It's just like the cutest decor and atmosphere and the best food and really good prices. Everything's so darn expensive now. 
I also ate at a place called, I don't want to give you the wrong name, but I think it was called Avenido. Probably totally messing that up. It was somewhere in Redwood City. Darn it. Anyway, it was Filipino food. It was the best. And that's that. And then one thing I wanted to share, I don't know. I don't know why I'm sharing this. Maybe in the hopes that somebody else uh, can give me some tips. But I've recently developed a pretty moderate case of eczema. And it's on my neck, on the tops of both of my hands, both of my arms. And I think that's it. But my hands and my neck have been extremely itchy like the type of itchy that just you cannot, um, uh, I don't know the word, just calm, put at ease. It's waking me up. It's kept me up. It's crazy. I have cuts from the scratching. I try not to scratch. Uh, some of the eczema on my arm is like turning big circles, like outlined with the red and then white in the middle. And it's crazy. So I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I don't want to take any steroid cream or put any steroid cream as the doctor recommended. So I'm just trying to, to research and find out what foods to avoid. Maybe I did do lab work. Um, I didn't have any allergies to any of the things that I currently eat. And I all my my blood work came back normal and good. So I don't know if anybody has any tips out there. Pass them on. I would love to hear them. All right, moving along. So we're talking about the topic of decision-making and being a decisive person. I've always been more on the indecisive side. I don't make quick decisions. I do now. I didn't have a habit of making quick decisions. And if anybody kind of put something in my lap to make a decision on, I I was very uncomfortable about it and I just didn't like it. And I'm learning to become... Uh, a lot more decisive these days. So I was, when I was preparing for this, I was cracking up because I thought like, I still prefer other people to make decisions. And I just, I'm easygoing. I'll go with the flow most of the time. I thought about the last trip that I took with my sister-in-law and my daughter to Florida. And they left me in charge, which I don't know why, because I don't plan these. I am not the planner. Everybody knows this. So we flew in, excuse me, we flew in something in my throat. We flew into Miami, but I made the reservations for the Airbnb in Orlando, which if you've ever been, you know, or if you look at a map, which I don't, obviously, it was three hours away. So I just was busting up and thinking how ridiculous that was. So making decisions is really important. And like I said, I'm practicing it more and more. I want to get better and better at it. And so I had this one article that I came across several months ago, and it was so good. I saved it with the idea to do a podcast on it. So I pulled it out and I was preparing to summarize it. But as I was reading through it, I thought this whole entire article is so good. So why work harder. I'm going to work smarter. I'm just going to read this to you. It's so good. And I know that you guys will find the value and get something out of it. And I might interject along the way. All right. So here is a, I don't know who wrote it. I don't, it doesn't even have a title. It's just something I printed off of something somebody sent me. I don't know. So sorry, I can't give credit to the author, but let's just enjoy it. Here we go. 
There is a single mental move you can make, which in a millisecond will solve enormous problems for you. It has the potential to improve almost any personal or business situation you will ever encounter, and it could literally propel you down the path to incredible success. We have a name for this magical mental activity. It is called DECISION, all caps. Decisions, or lack of them, are responsible for the breaking or making of many a career. Individuals who have become very good at making decisions without being influenced by the opinions of others are the same people whose annual incomes fall into the six and seven figure category. However, it's not just your income that is affected by decisions. Your whole life is dominated by this power. The health of your mind and body, the well-being of your family, your social life, the type of relationships you develop are all dependent upon your ability to make sound decisions. You would think anything as important as decision-making when it has such far-reaching power would be taught in every school, but it's not. It's also absent from most of the corporate training and human resource programs available. So, how is a person expected to develop this mental ability? Quite simply, you must do it on your own. It's not difficult to learn how to make wise decisions. Armed with the proper information, you can become a very effective decision maker. You can virtually eliminate conflict and confusion in your life by becoming proficient at making decisions. Decision making brings order to your mind. And of course, this order is then reflected in your objective world, your results. The person who fails to develop his or her ability to make decisions is doomed because indecision sets up internal conflicts that can, without warning, escalate into all-out mental and emotional wars. Psychiatrists have a name to describe these internal wars. It is ambivalence, opposite or warring feelings about the same objective. It doesn't take a doctorate degree in psychiatry to understand that you are going to have difficulty in your life by allowing your mind to remain in an ambivalent state for any period of time. By the way, I have a pretty big vocabulary, but I just wasn't quite sure what ambivalent meant. So I looked it up and it means uncertain or unsure. FYI. All right, back to reading. The person who does permit it to exist will become virtually incapable of any type of productive activity. It is obvious that anyone who finds themselves in such a mental state is not living. At best, they are merely existing. A decision or a series of decisions would change everything. A very basic law of the universe is create or disintegrate. Indecision causes disintegration. How often have you heard a person say, I don't know what to do? How often have you heard yourself say, what should I do? Think about some of the indecisive feelings you and virtually everyone on this planet experience from time to time. Love them, leave them. Quit, stay. Do it, don't do it. Buy it, don't buy it. Say it, don't say it. Tell them, don't tell them. Everyone on occasion has experienced these feelings of ambivalence. If it happens to you frequently, decide right now to stop it. Cut it out. 
The cause of ambivalence is indecision, but that's just a secondary cause. It's clear from decades of studying the behavior of people who have become very proficient at making decisions that they all have one thing in common. They have a very strong self-image, a high degree of self-esteem. Decision makers are not afraid of making an error. If and when they make an error in their decision or fail at something, they have the ability to just shrug it off. They learn from the experience, but they'll never submit to the failure. Every decision maker was either fortunate enough to have been raised in an environment where decision making was a part of their upbringing, or they developed the ability themselves at a later date. They are aware of something that everyone who hopes to live a full life must understand. Decision making is something you cannot avoid. This is the cardinal principle of decision making. And it's in all caps, so I'm going to kind of be firm in saying it. Decide right where you are with whatever you've got. Let me read that again. Decide right where you are with whatever you've got. This is precisely why most people never master this important aspect of life. They allow their resources to dictate if and when a decision will or can be made. And this next part is just blows my mind. When John... It's JFK. When John Kennedy asked Werner von Braun what it would take to build a rocket that would carry a man to the moon and return him safely to Earth, his answer was simple and direct. The will to do it. President Kennedy never asked if it was possible. He never asked if they could afford it or any one of a thousand other questions, all of which would have at that time been valid questions. President Kennedy made a decision he decided that the United States would put a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth before the end of the decade. That just blows my mind. That is so crazy. The fact that it had never been done before in all the hundreds and thousands of years of human history was not even a consideration. He decided where he was with what he had. The objective was accomplished in his mind the second he made the decision. It was only a matter of time, which is governed by natural law, before the goal was manifested in form for the whole world to see. Once you make the decision, you will find all the people, resources, and ideas you need every time. If that is the only benefit you receive from this particular message on decision making, burn it into your mind. It will change your life. Whether you want to or not is the only consideration. Whatever you need to achieve your goal, you will attract. There are a number of people who will say that's absurd. You can't just decide to do something if you don't have the necessary resources. And that's fine if that's the way they choose to think. We see that as a very limited way of thinking. In truth, it probably is not thinking at all. It is very likely an opinion being expressed that was inherited from an older member of their family who did not think either. Thinking is very important. Decision makers are great thinkers. Do you ever give much consideration to your thoughts? How they affect the various aspects of your life? Oh, this is perfect. We just had an episode before this one about the whole topic of thought and the power of it. 
Although this thought, sorry, although this should be one of our most serious considerations, for many people, it is not. Very few people make any attempt to control their thoughts because they don't know how important this exercise is. Anyone who has made a study of the great thinkers, the great decision makers, the achievers of history, will know they very rarely agreed on anything when it came to the study of human life. However, there was one point on which they were in complete and unanimous agreement, and that is, we become what we think about. What do you think about? We all must realize that our thoughts ultimately control every decision we make. You are the sum total of your thoughts. By taking charge this very minute, you can guarantee yourself a good day. Refuse to let unhappy, negative people or circumstances affect you. The greatest stumbling block you will encounter when making important decisions in your life is circumstance. We let circumstance get us off the hook when we should be giving it everything we've got. More dreams are shattered and goals lost because of circumstance than any other single factor. That's sad. How often have you caught yourself saying, I would like to do or have this, but I can't because, fill in the blank. Whatever follows is a circumstance. Circumstances may cause a detour in your life, but you should never permit permit them to stop you from making important decisions. The next time you hear someone say they would like to vacation in Paris or purchase a particular car, but they can't because they have no money, explain that they don't need the money until they make the decision to go to Paris or buy the car. When the decision is made, they will figure out a way to get the amount needed. They always do. Many misguided individuals try something once or twice, and if they do not hit the bullseye, they feel they are a failure. Failing does not make anyone a failure, but quitting most certainly does, and quitting is a decision. By following that form of reasoning, you would have to say when you make a decision to quit, you make a decision to fail. Every day you hear about an athlete signing a contract that will pay him a few million dollars a year. You should try to keep in mind, whatever his or her sport of choice, that same player misses the ball, the goalpost, the goal, or the net much more often than succeeding. Everyone remembers Babe Ruth for the 714 home runs he hit, but they rarely mention that he struck out 1,330 times. Charles Kettering said, when you're inventing, if you flunk 999 times and succeed once, you're in. That is true of just about any activity you can name. But the world will soon forget your failures in light of your achievements. Don't worry about failing. It will toughen you up and get you ready for your big win. Winning is a decision. Many years ago, Helen Keller was asked if she thought there was anything worse than being blind. She quickly replied that there was something much worse. She said, The most pathetic person in the world is a person who has their sight but no vision. She was so right. At 91, J.C. Penney was asked how his eyesight was. He replied that his sight was failing, but his vision had never been better. 
When people have no vision for a better way of life, they automatically shut themselves in a prison. They limit themselves to a life without hope. This frequently happens when a person has seriously tried on a number of occasions to win, only to meet with failure time after time. Repeated failures can damage a person's self-image and cause him or her to lose sight of his or her own innate potential. These people, therefore, make a decision to give up and resign, resign themselves to their fate. Take the first step in predicting your own prosperous future. Build a mental picture of exactly how you would like to live. Make a firm decision to hold on to that vision. You will find that everything will begin to flow into your mind. Many people get a beautiful vision of how they would like to live, but because they cannot see how they are going to make it all happen, they let the vision go. If they knew how they were going to get it or do it, they would have a plan, not a vision. There is no inspiration in a plan, but there sure is in a vision. When you get the vision, freeze frame it with a decision and don't worry about how you will do it or where the resources will come from. Charge your decision with enthusiasm. That is important. Refuse to worry about how it will happen. We make advanced bookings when we fly somewhere. We make advanced reservations to eliminate any confusion or problems when the time arrives for the journey. We do the same with renting a car for the same reason. Think of the problems you will eliminate by making many of the decisions you must make well in advance. Here's an excellent example. Take a person who's on a diet to release weight. Their decisions are made in advance. If they are offered a big slice of chocolate cake, they don't have to say, that looks good, I wonder if I should. The decision made in advance and when well-tempered with discipline, will lead to the desired results. Do not participate in discussions of why something cannot be done. I hear that one a lot. The only compensation you will ever receive for participating in or giving energy to that type of discussion is something you do not want. It's amazing to see the number of seemingly intelligent people who persist in dragging you into these negative brainstorming sessions. In one breath, these people tell you they seriously want to accomplish a particular objective. And in the next breath, they begin talking about why they can't. Think of how much more of life they would enjoy by making a decision that they will no longer participate in that type of negative energy. The, the psychologist, Dr. Abraham Maslow, who deva devoted his life to studying self-actualized people, stated very clearly that we should follow our inner guide and not be swayed by the opinion of others or outside circumstances. Maslow's research showed that the decision makers in life had a number of things in common. Most importantly, they did work they felt was worthwhile and important. They found work a pleasure, and there was little distinction between work and play. Dr. Maslow said that to be self-actualized, you must not only be doing work you consider to be important, you must do it well and enjoy it. He noted that these superior performers had values, those qualities in their personalities they considered to be worthwhile and important. Their values were not imposed by society, parents, or other people in their lives. 
they made their own decisions. Like their work, they chose and developed their values themselves. Your life is important and at its best, life is short. You have the potential to do anything you choose and to do it well. But you must make decisions, and when the time for a decision arrives, you must make your decision where you are with what you've got. I'm going to leave you with the words of two great decision makers, William James and Thomas Edison. William James suggested that, compared to what we ought to be, we are making use of only a small part of our physical and mental resources. We possess powers of various sorts that we habitually fail to use. If we all did the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. That was Thomas Edison. By making a simple decision, the greatest minds of the past are available to you. You can literally learn how to turn your wildest dreams into reality. Put this valuable information to use and recognize the greatness that exists within you. You have limitless resources of potential and ability waiting to be developed. Start today. There's never any time better than the present. Be all that you are capable of being. And there you go. There's the article. It was full of wisdom, I hope. I hope that it was for you too, as much as it was for me. I'll probably listen to that a couple times myself. I just love so much of what was said in here. And I think it's really important to just start practicing making decisions if you're an indecisive type person and not worrying so much if it's the absolute best decision at the time, just get in the habit of making a decision and keeping in mind what we heard in the article, decide right where you are with whatever you've got. And it feels good. I can say that firsthand experience, it feels pretty good. Now, I, whenever somebody does kind of put that in my lap of making a decision, I quickly accept the challenge and make a decision because I just want to get better at making it. So again, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was valuable to you. And also a reminder to please rate and review the show and let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're enjoying. It also helps on Apple anyway. I'm sorry for the other channels and formats, but Apple's the one that counts. So um, it also helps people to find the show. Okay, until next time, you guys, be well and uh, be a blessing and be blessed. Hold up, wait a minute. If you are ready to go from confusion and chaos to clarity and confidence, then you just might be the perfect fit for my mentorship. Learn more about my transformational coaching program by heading over to barbaragian.com and book your free call today. Nothing changes if nothing changes, people. See you over there.